Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thank you. 
Hello and welcome along to 101 Part-Time Jobs. I'm Giles Bitter and today I'm speaking to Laurent Thomas, known as Pan Amsterdam, also known for his collaboration with Iggy Pop on his Inwards Looking latest album, Free. Pan Amsterdam's latest single, Carrot Cake, is playing beneath this. You can go and find that everywhere, as well as Hachu, the album he released last year. On this episode, we go on a deep dive throughout his life in music and what it's like to be a jazz musician today. This is episode 97 of this podcast. I got something to announce on the 101st episode, something that I've been working on for a little while and I'm excited to tell you all about. So thank you so much for keeping up with this show. Nearly 100 episodes is kind of nuts and I'm excited that this week's episode is with someone who's just done so much. So thank you, Laron, for being up for this chat. Thank you, Caitlin Ballard, for setting it up. East London Signature Brew have been brewing beers with bands since 2011. They've made some amazing beers with Mastodon, Idols, Slaves, Sports Team, Craig Finn, and a whole bunch more. If you go onto their website, signaturebrew.co.uk, you can check out what beers they've got on offer. And if you live in the UK, you can get 10% off your order by using the voucher code 101podcast, all capitals. All right, here is Laurent Thomas on 101 part-time jobs. Recorded the day Donald Trump left office. Go well. Cheers! Deep in the woods on ayahuasca. Burn me out the forest when you are more hairier than Chuck Norris. Today's a pretty big day, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Trump's out of office. Uh, they, uh, I saw some people posting like the helicopter lifting him, away, you know, yeah. lifting him off from the White House. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's mad. Where, where, where are you living? I live in New York. I live in uh, Manhattan. And uh, like the Upper West Side area, and yeah, you so know. you you might and, see the uh, effect of you know what's happening at Capitol Hill today, you know, outside your door, right? Uh, as far as like, yeah, the New Yorkers, yeah, they might react. You know, there's, yeah. there's no telling what's going to happen today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the future looks up in some ways, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I never, I don't follow it too close. You know, I don't. Uh, I just. Yeah. I try to, you know, but I observe. That's all. I, I, I guess that's what that's all anyone can do is observe. <laughs> totally, yeah. totally, and yeah. and try and try and make your own decisions as much as possible, right? Yeah, there you go. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of making your own decisions, you know, this podcast is all about kind of going your own way. I suppose, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's no, I guess, there's no real correct right way for any musician to go about what they're doing and. You know, on the first track of How Chu, I love, you know, when you say, you know, that, you know, as a musician, you're kind of all over the place. You want, you want to be all over the place. You know, you want to be doing different things all the time. I wonder if that translates to, you know, exactly the topic of this, of these chats on this podcast about doing different stuff all the time and trying to figure out things as you go, you know, whilst trying to always keep it from the heart. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah. Trial and error and just, and trying not to, you know, because things get stale if you, you know, follow the, especially in, when you're doing artistic and, you know, artistic ventures. You know what I'm saying? It's really, you don't want to stay too stale and just follow the same formula, you know, proven formula over and over and over again. I think people get tired of that. I mean, more than they even know. Yeah. You know? For real. Yeah. And that makes so, me yeah. think, you know, with all the ways to keep afloat and pay your rent and pay the bills and get new shoes when you need them, you know, everyone needs a job. Um, yeah. have, have you had loads of jobs over the years? You know, I haven't. Um, I've been one of the more fortunate ones. Like, uh, the last job I had was, uh, when I was, uh, 
about 18 and I was working at Six Flags. Right. <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> you know, the, the theme park. Yeah, yeah man. I had, a, I had a Dixieland hat <laughs> and I had like a, a vest and we would play like New Orleans music and Dixieland music. <laughs> You know, but it was so hot out there because, you know, that's when I was living in Houston. So it's like, you know, like a hundred degree temperature with these black leather shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like your feet are on fire. So, you know, we quickly lost that job. It was like it was we were supposed to be like a, a brass quartet. We lost that. We lost that gig because we were I mean, we were hanging in the little dome area where the water parties. I mean, the water show was. Because there was air conditioner there. So we were just hanging there. We were supposed to go out like at the top of the hour, every hour. We were like, nah, man, fuck that. We're not doing that. You know, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you can cuss. <laughs> no, of course you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey, do anything. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was just, yeah, we totally, yeah, we lost that gig. So that was the last job I had. After that, I've just been fortunate, man. I've been I've been just uh, lucky, lucky enough to play even now. Uh, there's some sync work coming in um, from some stuff that I did. It's starting to land on some sync. Uh, yeah, you know, working with Iggy Pop. So that, that absolutely helps, written you know. and produced free, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was it was it was fun working that album. I mean, uh, I mean, it was you know, I I was scared because I know people want Iggy to be a certain way, but he was really trying to go this other direction, and I could understand that. And I, you know, I just happened to be there to accommodate that. I, th I think that, you know, direction, decision, whatever kind of word you want to call it, that I think that landed with people. You know what I mean? For me, it landed. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I hope so. <laughs> it's Thank freaking you. awesome. And Seamus. <laughs> There's a guy you. called Seamus that plays yeah. keys. Yeah, I remember Seamus. Yeah, Seamus from, uh, from, his, from his band. He, uh, band. he lives yeah, on my road. Band. I know yeah. him from going down the pub yeah. before all this stuff. Tell, tell Seamus I said, what's up? We actually, we did some stuff. Uh, we toured last year. Or a year before last. Actually. And was that was that touring experience good? You know, was that the kind of that was the first tour with Iggy that you did? Yeah, it was scary too because we did a Sydney Opera House. I was like, I was like, dude, we're doing Sydney Opera House, man. I, I, <laughs> like, like that's my first time working with you, man. Give me like a at least like a you know a bar gig or something, man. Like, you know? Did you have some shows? So you didn't have any shows leading up to that? No, we didn't have any leading up to it. We had you know, yeah, we had a couple of rehearsals and then we hit. Yeah. Wow. How would you prepare for playing the opera house? Well, I, I had a I did a sectional with my uh, trombone player, my friend uh, named Corey King. He's a singer and a trombone player. He's he's pretty dope and he's a dope artist in his own right. Um, but yeah, we did a sectional together and stuff like that. And then we went in and started rehearsing with the band. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you just kind of know that you can't miss. You got to hit it. You know what I'm saying? Last minute. But hey, this is the gig you know yeah and like you know everything leading up to free and you know the arrangements you know how how planned out was all that stuff did you let any of it kind of you know come to serendipity or whatever well i'll tell you what happened it was really interesting man i had went out to paris and i was working my uh i have a french band that i like to play with uh parisian they're all they're, i shouldn't call them all parisian they're french mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah but like uh we were working and um, I had a lot of material, and Iggy knew me only as Pan Amsterdam at the time. And then once he saw that I was doing all this other stuff, and he saw that you know the music that I handed him, he had a real he has a punk ear, so he could hear the rawness. You know, mm -hmm. he he could hear through the rawness of what it was, and could hear the structures and whatnot. Yeah. 
And that's how we started to work free together. We started working kind of off of material I kind of already had. And then I started writing some other material for him, like Love's Missing. I wrote that, you know, with him. Uh, and then uh, also James Bond was something that I wrote uh, later, just that I, once I got a feel for his vibe. Yeah, you know? yeah. Where, where he was at the at the time, you know, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to come in there trying to do an Iggy album to Iggy Pop, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that that's kind of a whole, <laughs> that's a whole like range of emotions. I feel because you got like, yeah, how did you try and kind of navigate that? Well, I mean, you have to kind of, at the end of the day, you have to realize that these people are human beings and they're going through their own personal soundtrack in their life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. And you want to try and and you want to try and hear what that is. I mean, and then you just kind of sit around them and and you just kind of fill out things. And you just treat them like like your homies. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even though they're not, you know, they're these Ziggy Pop, but you kind of have to keep that out of your head. You know, like and, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Just be yeah, be real about it, man. You listen to this cat, you're like, nah, I don't think he feels like doing five foot one on this album. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's that track on there's yeah. you know bits and hatchy where Jason Williamson from Sleaford Mod comes in and you know you got the microphone rolling and you know you're saying hi and introducing. I get that vibe from that you know from those moments. Yeah, yeah, it's real human, totally. right? Yeah, yeah, that's all it is, man. That's that's how you. That's exactly how you got to engage everything. That way you can get the best results of uh, where people are at artistically. How do you feel like you've learned that? Did you did you learn that kind of thing quite early on, do you think, in your, in your career? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it helps being a jazz musician because um, there's a lot of live interaction that's, uh, that can, can, you know, potentially be just chaotic sounding. You know what I mean? And uh, you have to really be in tune with where everybody's at emotionally and spiritually and, you know, mentally and all that kind of stuff. And and you kind of get this, you start to develop a bit of a sixth sense, I want to say, mm. you know, some little Jedi, you know, mind, <laughs> nature kind of, yeah. you know what Absolutely, I'm saying? Yeah. You get a little bit of that going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. Was there like a moment, you know, early in your career where you were like, this is great, you know, I'm on the path that I want to be on. You know, was there any, you know, one or two moments in, in your in your story so far that, you know, you've had anything like that? Yeah, um, one was something right out of a Michael Jackson Coca-Cola commercial. I don't know if you guys <laughs> remember those Michael Jackson, Jackson uh, Coca-Cola commercials where the kids would be trying to dance like him and then they turn around and he's right there. Well, see, that happened to me when I was playing um, at this high school and my idol at the time was the uh, the late Roy Hargrove, jazz musician. And, and like we were at one of his old high schools. By this time, he's famous. He lives in New York. There's no reason why he would be at this high school. And I was uh, playing at this jam session for the uh, at the school, and somebody tapped my shoulder, and I looked back, and it's Roy Hargrove, and I, I was like, "What the hell?" And he, I was playing all of his licks, so he played all of his licks back at me, and then played some some other stuff, and then played some other stuff, and that's when I realized I was supposed to come to New York and be, you know, at least, you know, at that time I thought I was going to be only a jazz musician, mm. and then the, so then what changed for me was is. When I heard Bilal perform, he's like a neo soul artist, um, and that was like kind of big around that time in nineteen, like I want to say like two thousand nine, like nineteen ninety eight, going to like two thousand and three. That was kind of a you know uh, a trend, and uh, man, but listening to that cat sing really got me into wanting to be you know more of a singer songwriter myself, and uh, 
So that was another time. And then, of course, the third time was when I met, met Iggy Pop. I was like, damn. Yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you feel like it was kind of a like a brave move to to take on these new kind of tasks, you know, these kinds of new horizons when you when you think about stuff like that? Well, yeah, it's weird because when you take on a new when you take on a new horizon, the one the one thing I learned is that uh you actually go back to zero. You go back to one mm. pretty much. And so like uh out New York is kind of like a genie, you know, it's like uh or I I shouldn't even sub, you know, limit this to just New York. I mean, I think just being a performer is a, is almost a vain pursuit unless you really have purpose, you know? And so what happens is, is that vanity, uh, you know, you'll say, Hey, I want to sing now. Well, then you're going to have to start back at square one. You know what I mean? And you might've been a further along if you would have just stuck to being a jazz musician, you know? And so there is a, there is, there is this kind of punishment that you give yourself, you know, you have to pay your dues. So to for speak, real. Yeah. When, when you want to take on something new. Yeah, for sure. How do you kind of, I'm sorry, go on. No, it doesn't always work that way, but you know, in my case, it yeah. Doesn't. No, go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you, you know, cause we're all going to meet musicians in our lives who kind of have big egos and that's going to be kind of lame. You know, how do you, you know, how, how, how do you keep your ego from running away from you? I think I always just try and hope and pray on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, I just try to keep, I try to keep a, a sense of faith and a sense of, um, I guess, hum, uh, humility, you know, in the, in the sense of like, I'm always trying to work things that I can't, that I don't know I can like really perfect. In other words, I'm always searching, you know, and that kind of keeps you humble. You know, when you're when you're looking for new things, looking for a new melody, looking for, you know, you're just constantly searching, trying to better better your understanding of uh, what it is you're trying to express. You know, I think that kind of keeps you humble, but it can also come off too as arrogance to to onlookers. I mean, if some sometimes people are not on the same reson, you know, they're not resonating on the same frequency you're resonating on. You know, and and that and and so that can cause conflict and people might take your your uh, plight and your need and your venture you know your you know what you're looking for you know this whole venture of yours as arrogance in itself you know <laughs> so you kind of have to so you have to be so it's a balance man i mean you got to keep some of that ego there you know what i mean but at the same time you have to you have to try to stay open and, and uh, to other people's ideas and interpretations of what it is that you you know trying to do who in are there, are there any like collaborators that you've had that have really helped you, you know, that you've had this kind of conversation with, you know, are you pretty open about talking about this kinds of stuff when you make music with someone? Um, you know, I try to keep the, the dialogue to a minimum when I'm trying to make music with people, uh, for, for some, for reasons that, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, some, you know, it's like we miss out on talking through just the art. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, I do. I do. Yes. So you just like so I'll, more more often than not, I'll just kind of send people like files or or things like that of what I'm working on and see what they what they send back, and that becomes the dialogue. You know, definitely. It's why you need to smoke yeah. inside where you're practicing. <laughs> yeah. I used to hate cigarette breaks. Exactly. So I was like, why are we doing this? We're here, you know, like great. This is. This is great, but let's do it inside, you know? Yeah. Let's get to let's get to work. <laughs> yeah, Some man. people don't like hearing that, do they? Some people don't like hearing let's get back to work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I even hate hearing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, man. If I feel like it's work, man, I hate, you know, I'm like, oh, damn, man. I'm right. Well, how, how do you, how do you figure that out? You know, if, I guess it's different when you're halfway into a record maybe, or a project where, you know, it feels like, you know, you're coming to the crunch. Cause I guess you've got momentum there, but what happens if you start working yeah. on a project and it does feel like work? Well, that kind of sucks, man. I mean, like, you know, it's, uh, hopefully, hopefully that, that feeling goes away within an hour or so, you know? Um, because if it does feel like that and whatever we're coming out with is going to suck, man, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think humor helps too. Like, you know, sometimes we, I know me and my French band, I, we have a tendency to sometimes play little mind pranks on each other, you know? <laughs> I think laughing, you know, I'm laughing right now, but I think laughing is so important. Yes, it is, man. Humor, humor has a big, a big, it's a, it's a big component to what we do. As artists, isn't it? Yeah, I was watching some kind of documentary. I've gone watched ten thousand documentaries in the last year, but you know there was one where it's like someone was saying how you know you can't to to laugh truly. You know what I mean? It's like such a special thing. You got to try and follow that. I think it opens you up a lot. I think laughing. It does. It does, and it's really cool to like even hear some of the greats. Like, like you listen to Charlie Parker, you can hear he had some funny ass jokes, man. Yeah, he, he plays yeah. humorous. He has he has this humor, you know, this humor in his playing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking, you know, that. Yeah, Be- you can... Beethoven must have been a real asshole. I mean, <laughs> who comes? Who yeah. starts off with da 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 da? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's crazy how you can you can you can see a smile on some songs oh, on some. Records. Oh yeah, man. You definitely see it. You definitely see it. I mean, it's. It's, it's, I mean, that's, yeah, man, these guys, these guys were very, they were pranksters. I mean, they were troublemakers, man. You mm. know? Yeah. <laughs> they used to play with society. Love- <laughs> Can you, do you, you know, it's so funny hearing about all those kinds of players. Cause you know, you can't really imagine those kinds of players existing in 2021. Can you? Mm. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I don't. I haven't seen, I've never been to sort of any clubs or any places where that kind of thing could exist today. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit weird today. I mean, um, it's almost like you don't, you don't, um, get work unless you're, uh, unless you have a good behavior certificate. <laughs> it's, really? Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like, it does seem like we're, we're a bit more nanny state now compared to back in those days, but I don't know. I mean, like there's also other radical things that they couldn't get away with back then that that we can get away with now. So yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, I think, you know, you can't look back at those times with just rosy glasses because you know, yeah. the, the, the golden times are now as well. To- yeah. You know? Yeah. You're totally right about that. I mean, like, like sometimes, you know, I know I, sometimes I have a jazz musician's mentality. Like the greatest thing has already happened. <laughs> like, mm. It's like, no, mm. no, nah, nah, man, it's yet to come still. It's uh, you know, we, we need to stay optimistic. Uh, optimistic totally. about those things you know what i'm saying so totally yeah. yeah do you think you're pretty good at staying optimistic no i suck <laughs> <laughs> oh no nah, man I, I'll, I'll be like no nah, man it's, it's I'm like you see what's happening now man the world's coming to an end jack you know <laughs> sometimes i'll you know like i'll use youtube to to as an excuse to not uh to not compose anything i'm like why should i come up with something new you see this? You see this new conspiracy theory? That makes sense, you know. <laughs> so that's the thing about being an independent musician for so long. You start—I mean, you become an expert on conspiracy theories, man. Like, 
<laughs> Where's your main source? Reddit? YouTube? Oh, man. YouTube all day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, like Reddit, I'm not much much of a Reddit guy, you know? Um, I, I tried, but, you know, I couldn't get into the, the, the arrows ups and the arrows downs. I wasn't following it that well. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's bad on laptop. It's all about the phone. But even then, it's kind of, yeah, it's, 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 it's pernickety, I think, a little right. bit. It's like tough tough on your fingers you know yeah <laughs> tough for us people with big fingers you know i've got big thumbs you me know? too uh, my fingers are pretty big i mean like well my hands big my fingers are quite sleek but my hands my hands big yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks strange trust me <laughs> yeah <laughs> but being an independent musician you know it's not like you've got a secretary or someone helping you out all the time how how have you kind of you know, got to grips with that. Are you pretty good with that? Is that something that you've had to learn to be pretty yeah, good you at? Have to keep, uh, yeah, you have to keep some kind of order around, you know, I mean, so you, you got to be organized. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not the best at it, but uh, I don't, you know, if it start, you know, if, if my organization gets, you know, out of whack where it's starting to affect work, well, then that's a problem, you know? Yeah, but it's, it's something you can, you can see how, you know, sometimes you don't realizing it's affecting your work at, in the yeah, moment. True. This is true. This is true. Well, this is this is why you have uh, close friends and you have uh, yeah. other artists that you're working with. I mean, usually when you're engaged in working with other people, that keeps you disciplined, you know, because I mean, because they have their own vessel and space and aura about themselves and energy mm. field, too. Mm. And uh, you got to be on point. You yeah. Gotta constantly be on point. So that's I mean, so that kind of it kind of takes care of itself, whereas. You know, if you were going it alone, I mean, like, especially a guy like me who loves to procrastinate, who loves to kind of, you know, certain things like that, it, it, they would take over. Mm. So it's good to interact. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Have you had the same publishing company all along? I just got this publishing company, actually. Uh, I right. was working when I when I worked with uh, Iggy. Um, all right. I was with ASCAP. I still am. But uh, a lot of my my deal is going through BMG now. And that's that Iggy helped broker that with uh, his manager. Nice. And uh, his manager became my manager, actually, too, <laughs> which is Great. pretty cool. Yeah. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. He's a really good uh, – shout out to Henry. What up, bro? That you must know? be mad for you because that's a whole new world, yeah, right? Yeah, it happened fast, you know. It only happened in the span of two years, you know. So uh, it, it happened quick, the tournament, because, I mean, I was in France before that. So just, you know, I was working that man funk thing with Guts, you know. So uh, to come from there to this Iggy world and just – and just things start happening so fast. I mean, you're not used to things materializing so fast. That's when you realize you're around some really special people because they can speak, like when they speak or say something, I mean, it materializes so fast, you know? Yeah, it's just like, damn, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know you're in good hands, you know? You know, working with Iggy's manager and working with Iggy, is that a bit like, you know, meeting people from different interests and walks of life? Yeah, it is. In the in the sense that like uh well one thing that shocked me was when I was gonna when I toured with Iggy, Henry Rollins was on the tour with us, just hanging out. Wow. Cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's mad. And so yeah. and so the stories you get from him, you know, are just amazing, man. Because they're uncensored, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? so, so i mean it's it, i mean that was just, just so much education 
you know, because I, you know, I, I grew up listening to a lot mm-hmm. of rock and punk myself, you know, and so like, you know, it's just, it, you know, it's um, it's just like these stories he was telling, man. I mean, the education you get is wild, and you do realize you're in a whole nother end of the spectrum of art, and which you know re- requires other ki- kinds of uh, senses uh, that get entertained more than 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 uh, in jazz. You know what I'm saying? Or more than in soul or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Realize real quick, you know. I mean, and it's fun, man. I mean, it's it's good because I mean, it definitely helped me with the more rock side of my music. You know, it taught me. It taught me, hey, man, you kind of, you know, you need to get a little more raw here. You know, you don't need to put all these changes here. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know. Yeah, yeah. This kind of structural stuff. Sometimes I, you know, I, I compose way too much and it doesn't breathe enough. You know. How are you? Are you kind of always working on different projects at one time? You know, how many are you? How many are you working on right now, or how many are in your mind right now? Mm, right now, I'm working on three. Two pan. Wow, that's a yeah, that's two a lot, isn't it? And one Laron. Yeah, I'm working on three projects at the moment. Yeah, it feels like a, it does feel like a lot. Um, sometimes I feel like I bit more than I can chew. You know, uh, but then all of yeah. a sudden it's like when one starts to wrap up, you're like, hey, wait, we need more work. You know. <laughs> I mean, I know, yeah. I know what you mean. You know, it's always trying to play catch up, but at the same time, it's kind of rewarding because it's like, well, I just always got yeah, something and it, going and on. It's sad when when you realize it's coming to an end. You know, it's you yeah. know, it's like yeah. you know, you 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 can't wait to start another project. You know, yeah. And I've read a you know I've read a few interviews where you've said that Dirty Jaws was, you know, you just having fun. Are all the th- you know the three projects you're working on at the moment? You know, do you kind of see them differently in terms of you know some things a bit more raw something's a bit more fun something's a bit more produced or anything like that yeah yeah you definitely have to give room to what it is that you know it's uh you know I almost liken it to like how bobby fisher and those guys are playing you know three chess chess players at one time <laughs> yeah yeah it's just totally different games man you know you gotta, yeah. you, gotta <laughs> you know have you watched queen's gambit i did watch queen's gambit i just i just yeah, it's so good. I just watched it uh, about three weeks ago. I was really happy to watch that, man. Yeah. It's really good. It's changed the way that I uh, walk into doors. You know, if I close a door now, I kind of spin a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Every time she moves through a door, she she's like a cat or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't even notice that until now I'm playing it back. I'm like, she was doing that every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great great story isn't it it's a really great story i mean like i mean it makes you want to play chess again because i play chess you know oh really yeah i definitely play chess yeah i play online a lot and uh it kind of it's something that kind of keeps me uh from you know having too many uh frustrated drinking nights (laughs) or sometimes i'll play a little drinking chess which is fun too you know (laughs) i've been playing chess since i was about yeah about 11 12 Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been playing, and you're still kind of finding new moves and new new moves, and you know, new ways to think about it. It's such a hard game. I'm learning new stuff. Like I, you know, like I'll go. It's like it's like painters. You know how they stop uh, painting for a while, and then they go into another period after like maybe t- uh, 10, 20 years or whatever. Yeah, the chess yeah, yeah. is like that for me. Like I'll I'll hit a spurt, and then for like maybe four years or two two to four years, I'm not playing. And then I just get another passion for it, and I start learning all these different gambits and openings and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's mad. Yeah, definitely strikes me as like it's a pretty um, 
I don't know. I, I think one thing I, I mean, one thing that's great about chess is that, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's, it doesn't matter about your age, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? You have like young people playing it. You have really old people playing it. Yeah, man. I mean, and it's fun to play them too, especially online. Cause you get some weirdos, you know, cause you can, <laughs> Do you chat? Yeah, cause you can chat as you play. <laughs> oh man. Some people, man, it's real. One dude, man, he was just like, hi, my name is Narash. Nice to meet you. I was like, nice to meet you too. And then he just didn't play. Oh, <laughs> I was like, dude. <laughs> you just ditched a new friend. He was trying to make friends with yeah, you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, are you gonna move? <laughs> no, he's just he's just smiling on the other on the other on the, <laughs> a perpetual <That's> smile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you get like, is it kind of like does it relax you? You know, do you find kind of inspiration from that kind of you know, does it? Do you get into like some kind of zone? It, it can, yeah, it can until it gets down to the crunch of who's actually going to win. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, you know, sometimes I remember one game depressed me for like two weeks because I had, I had, I mean, I, I mean, I had that game won, but I just there was this one move I knew I was supposed to make every time, but I kept forgetting to make it, and Shit. and it messed me up for two weeks, man. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was damn near bedridden. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, I mean, I know you're laughing about it, but that's the, one of the things that I find so fascinating that, you know, it's like a human trait, you know, it's like, if you say something that you wish you hadn't said, or you do something, you know, you should have done it better, or you think you should have done. That's really interesting. And I, I do wonder if that, you know, if that kind of overlaps with you, your kind of, you know, the way you create music. Yeah, it does. In the sense that like, if you're not going to, you know, like when you get writer's block, Mm. That's that's I guess that's what the, what everybody worries about the most is when you hit that patch and you have writer's block, you know. If you don't know how to look at look, you know, step out of that and be like, hey, it's just a game, you know. You're you're yeah. in the game of life that you want to play. Be happy and be if, and, and it's a privilege to be to have this, and just be thankful and be blessed. If you don't know how to do that, then you're getting way too obsessed, you know. Yeah. And you, you yeah. know, and then you need, you know, and and so you need to back off. And for me, it's, you know, it's either, you know, going out, hanging out or playing chess or, you know, whatever, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but you need to back off. And then that way the ideas start to come back, start to come back in and, you know, you can pick up where you left off, you know? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Has that happened a few times for you? I mean, is that like a regular thing where oh, yeah. you need to back off? Oh yeah, definitely. There's, there's plenty of times where I'm like, Hey man, how about not write anything this week? <laughs> Find something else to do. Yeah, for sure. Go go surfing. Yeah. Oh man, I wish I would love to. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think the waves are like you know really happening over in Coney Island. You know, like. <laughs> Plus, I can't. Swim. You gotta wait till another another plane comes down into the river. Yeah, yeah. And then you gotta get those waves. Yeah, catch them waves, right? Goodness gracious, man. We saw, we saw a guy getting into like a kayak going down. I was like, that is a good way to get into the outdoors during lockdown. Yeah, people do this. You know, people do that on the Hudson. Really? Too. And the Hudson's yeah, dirty, like, right? They, you know, the, the Hudson's filthy. Filthy. I, I mean, Alfonso and his and his wife yeah. are down there. Yeah. Man, you know? <laughs> people <laughs> yeah, are living down like, there or not you know, living. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. There you go, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 real, man. I, I mean, like, and people fish out of that thing, man. I'm like, wow. I'm like, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even think they're catching fish. They're catching like mutants. 
I remember one time I saw a muskrat come out of that thing, man. I've never really? seen one before, so I had to Google it and look at what it what, what I had to describe what it was I saw because <laughs> it looked like a big rat, wow. but the the coat was real oily and beautiful, you know. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. seen one before, and I thought it was like a cat. And they have, web, but they have webbed feet. Their back legs are all webbed for swimming, you know, like a duck. Jesus, guys, what what's like the the functionality yeah. being like for you and creating music? You know, throughout twenty twenty, mm-hmm. you know, you couldn't go outside all that much. I imagine. Yeah, I couldn't go outside. I mean, we had the lockdowns and things like this, but I'm pretty much a hermit half the time anyway. I'm pretty reclusive. I right. can be at right. times. Um, so. It's, it didn't really bother me, man. I just I just sat there and composed, write some things, you know, watch yeah. uh, comedy. You know, uh, I love watching stand up because you, the timing is it's a lot. It's a lot like like you know, as a performer, you know, you know, you yeah. can watch the timing of the other person. You know, it's, and I get a lot out of people's timing. Right now, I'm checking out Tom Segura real heavy. I haven't I haven't seen him. He's cool, man. He's on Netflix. He has a stand up called uh, Ball Hog. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name. That's a good name. Oh man, it's live, man. It's, <laughs> so, I think if it sounds like you got a really good way of you know keeping yourself like happy and entertained, because I guess that must be one of like the biggest challenges, right? Well, that's what you know. What it's interesting you bring that up. I mean, it's going to sound a bit weird, but yeah, self amusement is very important. Yeah, because <laughs> if you're going to like look inside of yourself, you know? oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how something can be so serious and so funny at the same time, you know? Oh, yeah, man, for sure. You know, self-amusement is, is, is key. I mean, that's how you're going to come up with stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you you got to really like it from the heart, and that, 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 that's the addictive God particle that transfers to the next person. You know what I mean? You know, because, you know, I mean, there's some songs out there that are top 40s that I think are horrible songs, but when you listen to what, that person, how that person is singing it, they really feeling that mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, I think that, and I think that's what, that that's what trans transfers over, transcends over to the next person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, transfers over. To no, absolutely. I, it's, you know, inspiration, yeah. you know, just having, getting that thing being like, that's cool. And, you know, being able to be yourself, I don't know, f- for me, that's how it, that's one of the things it says, right. even if I don't, might not necessarily get it, but you can get, you know, you know, when someone's, writing from the heart it sounds really lame to say but you know when something's when someone's writing from a a pure place i suppose you really do i think i think the problem is with elitists nowadays and a lot of people is that we think that each other are dumb because because dumb things do happen sometimes in groupthink you know uh but we are as individuals not dumb and so it's like what we have i mean most of us anyway but like i get you but we but what we have to do is, is, is we have to keep conveying like our music, you know, we need to, act, you know, keep in our mind that we're, con- we're just conveying to one person, you know, don't think that you're trying to get, uh, gang the masses all yeah. the time. Just try and conveying that, you know, convey that, that thing to one person, yeah. you know what totally. I'm saying? And that, and that, and, and that sincerity carries a long way, you know? But if you think that everybody's dumb and you, you know, and you can, and you can just do this little formula and it's going to hit and you're going to make a hit and all that, it may or may not work, but that's, it, you're not contributing to society. I get you. You're not contributing to your own spiritual growth. I get you. you know? You've got to have respect yeah. for another human. Yes. In, in, indeed. I totally agree. Yeah. These are kind of Christian values and, you know, every kind of, I suppose every religion's values, every yeah. kind of religion yeah. has that yeah. kind of 
foundation in its own form. I believe so. I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, like, I don't know, you know, I don't study other religions in depth, but from what I studied, yeah, it seems like, it seems like at core, yeah, mm. people are, you know, yeah, there's, there's certain, there's a certain, you know, core of principles that, yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 you know, love your neighbor. Don't, don't, don't blow nothing up. <laughs> you know, like, you know. <laughs> I think music and music's such a big part of that, right? Music's that thing that we share. You know, I kind of, you know, I like, to, you know, everyone's on the same level to me on music. You know, like as a fan of music, everyone's on the same level. You know. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, for sure. Uh, you know, there's, there's, okay, there's music appreciation where you can train your ear to go further. You know, uh, but, but still. I mean, there's there's plenty of people that I know that didn't play jazz. I remember during my jazz purist days, there'd be people in the audience that that couldn't play jazz that could hear what we were doing and really really loved what we were doing, yeah. and they don't necessarily listen yeah. to jazz every day. Yeah, you know? that's really interesting, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, you know, they yeah, get it. brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Laurent, thanks so much for for chatting to me with this. I really really appreciate it. Hey man, this was great. This was great. Yeah. You know, seeing what you've done is is so mad, you know, and, and being able to to chat about this real stuff is really cool. That's what I want to do on this podcast. You know? Yeah, no, nah, man, you're doing it. I'm, I'm like, I, I, it's, it's an honor to be on here. I was like, oh yeah, man. And shout out to my uh, booking agent, Caitlin, yeah. that, that reached out to yeah, me. Yeah, thank you, Caitlin. Amazing. Yeah. You know, the Pan Am record, you know, what are, are there any kind of good memories that spring to mind right now when you when you think back to making it or writing it? Yeah, there's a lot of them. My favorites with uh, uh, Jimmy Goodwin and uh, Jason Williamson when we all got together on the track Hannibal. Yeah, lecture. yeah. You know that was yeah that was a lot of fun, man. Just just listening to how just Jason just man Jason's a beast, man. Like the way he pivots and oh man, he's dope. He's man. funny, you know. He's really cool, man. I, I really love listening to his his lyrics and also his the way he messes with time, the way he pivots mm -hmm. through time, mm -hmm. you know really really profound mm -hmm. really profound yeah. and I, I mean his new album spare ribs is it's so too, good i was about you know? to say that's you know it happens with sleaford mods you know is it is andrew who makes the beats and the way they kind of yeah go through time is fucking mad isn't it it's crazy man it's crazy and i'm glad that people are starting to wake up to that what they do so damn well totally you know? where they made yeah, that man, record so is where uh, i play guitar in this punk band and we went up to nottingham to record you know one of our friends is the was the guy that runs the studio in Nottingham where they recorded. And it was so cool to see a record made in a, a DIY built studio is going to be in the top 10 is a pretty sick. That's a feat. That is a feat. Yeah. That's, and that says, and again, that says a lot about people too. It's, it's like, you can, like what were we saying? You can give people real stuff and they'll, they'll accept it, man. Yeah. You don't have to compromise. Totally. <laughs> yeah. and you're yeah. so right. I mean, people wake up to that. Yeah. I think that is totally that, that, yeah. that in that case. Yeah. Amazing. Sure. Well, well, Laurent, thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to bumping into you at some point. We will, man. I got you free backstage tickets, man. Next next time I'm doing something, you know that. You know what's going down. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. Well, I hope you have a lovely day. All right. You too, man. Thank you. So that's Laurent Thomas on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Thank you, Rory Hughes, for editing this episode. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. Some more excellent episodes incoming your way. Here's Cox Barrow. I've been working all day for me mate on the side Running around like a blue-ass fly I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me mate Every blink of me, I've been on the go
This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.